Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Pack filler. Pack filler. I'm Pat Bolger. I'm Mark Hudson. Pack filler. Welcome to another episode of the Pack Filler Podcast, home to every bad or dumb ass who's ever straddled a top two. You can be a part of the show on Facebook, Twitter, or dumb old email at info at packfiller.com. Listen while working, training, or just sitting and sipping a cold one. And now your hosts, Pat Bulger and Mark Hodgson. So a couple things just came to me while listening to that new intro. First one is, and I think you brought that up first, is yeah, it sounds totally like a hip-hop version of Heart and Soul. Is it Heart and Soul? I... I... Bum, 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 bum. Heart and soul. I fell in love with you. Heart and soul. (laughs) Shit. The other one was uh, that it was really hot when it started off, so I I apologize to everybody for having to listen to that. It's such a loud level, but um, what are you going to do? Hey, grumpy, crass, funny, smart asses. Now you can add the word multiplying to the list. Yep, I'm talking about the boys behind Pack Filler. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of... Of the Pack Filler Podcast. Um, the show is being currently recorded on Fat Tuesday, which means you are either burning off calories from your sins or you simply said screw it and just wanted to talk about bikes. What so. What is Fat Tuesday? Why do they call it Fat Tuesday? Well, it's Mardi Gras, hence the French. The French, is that where they show their boobies and throw well, beads? Oui, um, because Mardi is Tuesday and Gras is fat. I don't understand the meaning of fat. Right now in Louisiana, girlies are showing their chesticles. That's well, I'm all for that. But <laughs> I've never understood this uh, holiday, if you will. I mean, um, it's the well, it's you want me to get all Catholic on you? Actually, I do. Yeah, it is the beginning of Lent. And uh, Lent is a very long time Something between. That ends up in my belly button. Yes, Lent. 
Lint. Not, not Lent, smartass. Oh, um, <laughs> but Lent is a, a period for the Catholics to uh, get in touch with their inner God, basically, and give up, uh, make a sacrifice for, um, for between now and Easter. And to get stuff back because you lent it. <laughs> you're just now you're just being an ass, dear God. But they start Strike now, and down. so it starts um, because we got Ash Wednesday oh, okay. on Wednesday, Margaret, you know all this kind of stuff. And what it ends up is that people give up something for forty days or whatever it is. What'd and you give up? I haven't given up anything yet. Well, aren't you supposed to? I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna improve myself. I'm not gonna give something up, but I'm going to improve myself. Does that work? I don't know if God's gonna like that plan. Well, I mean, think it through. I mean, he asked you to give something up. I don't think it's necessarily giving something up. All right. Am I backpedaling? Why do you hate Jesus? I don't. Oh, no. Suddenly, we are no longer the Pack Filler Podcast. We are now the God Filler Podcast. I was just curious. So, I mean, that's the one thing that, that really... What, what does Fat Tuesday mean, though? Do we know? It's the de- it's the last day before you give all this stuff up. So, oh. you can in you can just... You know, fatten yourself. Just kind of go. Oh, screw it! Tomorrow I'm going to be a better person. Today I'm going to be a boob showing jackass. So is tomorrow there would be just people cleaning up beads? Yeah, yeah. Is that how that works? Yeah, yeah. And unless your Lenten promises to sh- own more beads, then, then, you, then you're ahead them. of the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah then you're ahead do you of know the where game. those beads are made? Do you really have the answer to this? Or is I this really do. Something, uh, okay, because I, I was really hoping do. you weren't just actually asking me that question because I was going to say, no, why would I fill that with my, in my long-term memory? But where are they made, Mark? I don't have a choice. I read things they <laughs> stay put. It's, it's not fun all the time. What? No, please. But, please, God, <laughs> I will not sleep tonight until I know where the booby beads are made well, from. Well, it's very interesting. It's actually turning into an environmental problem in Louisiana <laughs> with so many beads, and they're all made in China. And so people are trying to recycle them, and of course they're worthless after, I guess Wednesday. As apparently yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday morning, very yeah, valuable Tuesday, <laughs> not very valuable Wednesday. <laughs> kind of like Christmas trees on the first of January. Yeah, very inexpensive. Or and, my my oval chain rings. <laughs> you know, it's oh, all those things you spend a lot of money for, and then the day after you're like, oh shit. They, did you know they came? I saw those what two years ago. They came back. And yeah, the roto rings. Yeah, and uh, I, I looks like they met with about the same level of success. Yeah, <laughs> more or less. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I don't biopaste. Biopaste. That's what it was. I bio-paste. had biopaste. Did you really? I got rid of them. Yeah. Um, oh my god. So the beads, they they're a huge environmental problem now because they've got so many of them in garbage cans lying around. No, they're not like a huge environmental problem, but it's. Literally tons and tons and tons of beads just end up on the ground in the middle of uh, um, New Orleans, and then yeah. they're worthless. And so people are like, well, we'll just recycle them and sell them again next year. But who wants dull, I guess, beads? Yeah. You, know, you kind of want them new and shiny. And Well, if and if you've known where some of those beads might have been, I wouldn't want to re- re- reuse some. No, else's. we're in your beads. Yeah. yeah. No. Dude, I've no. seen where your beads have been. But that's cool. So Mardi Gras, so it's kind of like do yeah. all you can, and then you, then yeah. So it's kind of like the night before Rule 5. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say October. <laughs> when people st- when I st- when the season ends and I stop training uh-huh. and I gluttonize myself and then um and then uh, start back up. Cool. And I I'm pausing I'm pausing and I'm kind of stammering in my language because I'm trying to think if I've actually started back up. Ooh. Well, shit. 
Welcome back, everybody, after a short time off, but we have a damn good reason. But before we get into that damn good reason, we want to say thank you to our sponsors, Jamelli Coffee. Ooh. Thank you, Eric, over at Jamelli. Of course, the Sufferfest. If you have not checked out the Sufferfest websites, uh, the, the, what they've got going on right now, Dave actually has the Sufferlandrian National Day, April 1st. Ooh. All over the world, there, there. You go to meetup.com, all one word, meetup.com, and you can sign up to attend one of the Sufferlandrian National Day rides or group gatherings. I shit you not. In fact, yours truly is the one who's trying to organize the Spokane one. I'm trying to figure out if we should actually go for a ride or if we should just go someplace as a mass group and drink and talk about. Did I pain. mention my basement? Well, but what if we get like 30 people who many of you uh, whom you don't know? That's true, but just uh prior to to maybe suffer Landry day. Yeah. Um yeah. just letting you know my basement is now complete. I it is. I broke down. Well, my wife broke down. She's tired of watching me struggle or and just leave it. Um we called the Geek Squad. So my oh. my basement now has a nice big screen TV with a full swivel um, uh, which I put that in a full swivel, but all the cables are all routed perfectly. A Bose surround sound system oh, man. with uh, Apple TV. Oh, which by the way, folks, for 150 bucks is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's really cool. Can you do Netflix on it also? Then on you demand? can do. I mean. It's got its own set of movies and TV shows without Netflix. Before you oh, even man. touch Netflix, you can order movies, whatever you want. I mean, kind of like an on-demand thing, but they're like four ninety nine, and I mean, really pretty amazing. The reason I bring that up is it's a way to get your computer's um, information also down onto your own computer, and everything and from your iTunes TV. comes down onto it. And in fact, I was able to play the Pack Filler podcast through my own TV. I've arrived. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You can hear us through surround sound, like big time speakers. I'm Mark Hudson. I'm Pat Bolter. <laughs> Bolter. Yeah. Bolter. So there you go, folks. Wow. Through the so you've got the torture chamber set up and ready to rock. Oh, I, I ro- I've been rocking it. Oh God. Well, okay. We're gonna get into training stuff. We, okay. And we've got a, so much to talk about on this show. First of all, uh, thank you to everybody for rating us on iTunes. We're slowly getting a lot more of those, and that's awesome. Please continue to do that. You know, even if you hate us, um, you know, be sure and be sure and comment on why you hate us. Give us a one star. Absolutely. Uh, we have our uh, Facebook page, and if you found us, you found us, and that's awesome. Thank you for that. You can follow us uh, at Twitter at Twitter at Packfiller. It's a pack filler at Twitter, whatever. And uh, be sure to check out, um, I, I need to let Mark know a little bit about this because he wasn't there for it, but our upcoming article in the um, Out There magazine here in, in the local Spokane community. Wow, that's really great. <laughs> I never, I never, honestly never thought we would see that. Um, I didn't either. But So what, what actually prompted that? I got a call. Really? Yeah, asking me about the podcast. That was very nice. I was able to up. talk about, it. and I said a lot of great things about you and how absolutely gorgeous you are. I, I realize that, but I said the voice matches the body. Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, because I don't have a very nice <laughs> voice. <laughs> um, I have a I have a face made for radio, um, <laughs> and uh, I I always have. But I uh, honestly, I mean, so 
did John Schneider give you a call? Uh, no, it was not John. It was, um, and I'm going to feel like an ass because I think she's now listening to the show on a on a at least part time basis. Um, and I feel like an ass for not recalling her name immediately. But um, one of the so it's one of the writers. Yes. Yes. Okay. She's a primarily a runner. Does a lot of running, and we we spent a lot of time talking about cycling in terms of. Uh, and this is something we talk about on the show all the time, the, the learning curve associated with cycling and the fact that cycling has yet to truly dial in that age group concept that triathlon and running has done so well, where you're able to actually attend an event and compete at your own level and not not like cycling where if you're dropped by the pack, it's over. I mean, there's no sense in just pedaling home and looking like an asshole. It's true. There's a lot of people who will say they've raced and have never stayed with a pack through the whole race. Yeah. And so, I mean, and, and the learning curve, and we also spend a lot of time talking about the, the perceived elitism by many cyclists. You know, uh, we talked about the fact you'll be sitting in a coffee shop and you'll hear the cycling shoes walking into the coffee shop and most people automatically, oh God. It's don't one you of those take guys. yours off when you go inside? I do. I, I walk in socks. Do you? I don't. I take my sho- I leave my shoes on. I don't like click clacking. But, but I try to smile at least. Actually, I don't really take my cycling shoes into coffee shops very often. If I'm going to a coffee shop, it's either before or after a ride, and I have changed out of my shoes altogether. Generally, if I'm in my cycling togs and I'm in a coffee shop, um, I, something has gone horribly wrong. Um, yeah. I, I'm freezing to death. I'm yeah. freezing to death. Actually, a coffee shop, I'd probably be in a gas station. Yeah. I'm out of water. Yeah. Um, uh, or I've gotten a flat. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I've never been one of the coffee shop posers to sit around and drink my macchiato with my pro jersey on and then ride my $9,000 trek back home. I, You know, I can't bag on that that much. I can. I know you hate it, you hate it and everything, but there are people who are out there just riding their bike like anybody else. I I can bag on it because, I first of all, I've, I've always had the rule that if you are wearing a jersey from a current pro team, You'd better be on that pro team. I understand that. Second of all, if you're going to ride 20 miles on a $9,000 Trek Madone, you're you're a poser. Well, okay, poser, but I mean, do we say the same thing about pro football? If you are wearing a Patriots jersey, you'd better be on the Patriots. <laughs> no, if you're wearing a Patriots jersey, you're a douchebag. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, who wears pro jerseys? I mean, think about it. The same guys that wear the tap out sweatshirts. Exactly. But, you know, the most successful, I mean, we're talking about how to make a sport successful. And the most successful sports franchise in the world is the NFL. Period. Bar none. You sure? Yep. You're positive about that. As far as money I'm thinking, per game and everything Okay, because, I mean, I'm thinking Manchester United. I'm thinking Real Madrid. I'm thinking um, some of these. I'm not saying there aren't better-known teams, and I'm not saying that there are more. I'd po- like to see your, your financial documents. I actually believe you can look at it. It's a 60 Minutes episode from, I believe, four weeks ago on the NFL. On the NFL. And it was actually. I That's believe, America, though. And, well, no, it was, it was actually they figured it out. Now, there's reasons for it, and it's actually socialism, which is kind of cool. But uh, the, Oh, you but, brought Obama into it. Well, <laughs> I'm kidding. Whenever I hear the word socialism, I always think of the people. You know, no, this isn't a political show. Well, Keep know, going. The funny thing is, is you know, there are days, and, and I, I am, we do fall to the left on this show, I think, a little bit. But yeah. there are days, and, and I don't know if I'm the most religious man, but every day I wake up and I thank God Rick Santorum is in the race. <laughs> 
<laughs> I look at the Republican field and I thank God every morning. So thank you, Mitt Romney well, and Newt. You you stay in that race. <laughs> Oh, God. We've gone from cycling to a political base. But I'm going to quote Bill Maher, who I read a tweet from Bill Maher the other day. Sure. He says, every day I am happy to see Rick Santorum involved. He says, but then again, I'm also thinking, oh, my God, are we that dumb shit of a country that we might actually elect this guy? I, is America the type of country that would actually pull something and elect this guy? I, I would, so I don't want to get into that. Yeah, I don't want to get into that. But, I mean, back to the idea of you've got cycling, cycling. – Oh, cycling is never going to be, but it kind of that is. kind of. But a. you look at like the Tour de France, and you look at you look at where cycling takes off, and I think you have to make it to where maybe. And granted, riding the nine thousand dollar Pinarello to the coffee shop and back, but maybe everybody can wear the jerseys. Everybody can wear that stuff. I actually think it is more disrespectful to wear a club jersey you are not a part of. Um, you know, like if if, yeah. you're, if I were to be out riding around in a Badlands jersey. I think I have never really had anything to do with Badlands. I'm not, not bagging on the club, but no. I think it is more disrespectful for like a local club or something like that to, to wear somebody else's jersey. I don't think that happens very often, though, does it? it I mean, sounds, unless you're talking like a hand-me-down. Because it sounds ludicrous, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It'd be a hand-me-down. It'd be something like that. Unless you're with the club, you probably shouldn't wear their gear. But as far as, you know, riding around in, you know, a, I don't know, like a Garmin Cervelo jersey... Me personally, I wouldn't do it just because I've I've been indoctrinated like you. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if we need that because if you want the sport to grow, you have to lose the elitism. And how do you lose? I mean, you want people to wear the gear so that you have the teams are nationally known. You're turning me into a hypocrite. No, I don't know. I am. I admit to my hypocrisy. I fully embrace my hypocrisy. I have no problem with hypocrisy. Because I actually say I want people involved in the sport, but under my rules. Exactly. Rule five. Yeah. Hard <laughs> enough. Uh, so we're, we're going all over the place. But I was going to ask you about your training. And the first thing I want to say when I ask you about your training is, and I'm sure that our regular listeners know what the hell's going on. And I can't believe, here we are, I'm going to look at our clock. We are 17 minutes into the show. Oh, I've missed you, Pat. Yeah. And we have not talked about the fact that you're a dad. I am. You, well, you were, you, you know, I okay, am. you were a dad, but now you're a dad of two. Well, you're a stepdad but now you're like dad dad real dads i don't want to cool. get into this whole thing well yeah but, I mean, but holy shit oh. mark has a baby daughter everybody and i mean it's really weird she's cute i mean you wouldn't thank <laughs> god that for my mom. wife yeah um, she's uh yeah it's that's one of the best thing i'm not not one it's the best thing that's ever happened so it's it's great um Okay. Have you now? Okay. What day was it? Let let our listeners know. It's a what week day from it was. today at three okay. fifty six p.m. On uh, today. I mean Tuesday. A week from yesterday. What was the day? It was uh, April fourteenth, Valentine's Day. It was not April fourteenth. It was February fourteenth. But oh, that's okay. Yeah. Valentine's April, Day. April fourteenth. February fourteenth. Born on Valentine's Day. Yes. Why did I say April? Because you're thinking ahead. What in the heck was I thinking? Because, yeah, the, ironically enough, the Ronde Van Palouse is on April 14th. I will, I will, <laughs> I will be injured on Another that day, day of extreme amount of pain, but this time for you instead of your wife. 
I think I'm, I've got this knee injury. Um, yeah, it's, right. It's festering now. Yeah. <laughs> so um, talk to me about the, you know, uh, we don't, you know, again, I, we're not a show about families. Well, we kind of are. Yeah. But we're not a show about, you know, birthing and stuff like that natural old school you guys did it uh did she do the yeah i mean uh yeah we 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 made the we made the the daughter the natural way um fresh never frozen (laughs) um and uh yeah i mean that worked out well um i i enjoyed that part yeah uh no we uh i i think birth is obviously a personal thing but we did the epidural and everything and yeah oh you gotta do that yeah i mean honestly i i to me I don't understand it. You know, it's kind of like, wow, yeah, I just, well, I broke my leg. Yeah, doc, I just want to do it naturally. No meds. Um, <laughs> you know, I just Civil want War ex- surgeon. <laughs> I, want, I want the experience. <laughs> um, I, I just don't. I mean, for me, I mean, yeah, there's no way. But it looked uncomfortable enough even with the epidural. So, oh, yeah. Um, it's been, I mean, it, it's really great, I think, for anybody who's been through that process, just... The number of jokes that come out when you first check yourself into the hospital <laughs> and the nurses is looking at you like you're crazy. You know, I mean, walking down the hall, I asked her, okay, we would like an attractive child. Um, <laughs> you're saying this to the nurse? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What do I got to do <laughs> for the attractive child? a specific process there, to make her better looking? I mean, we kind of – I mean, you know what it is. You've seen ugly babies that yeah. we don't want. So we want the whole Gattaca thing. Yeah. We, we kind of want, want her – and, you know – I don't know, a little athletic, but kind of nerdy too. And so, you know, we, you know, you, you just, you go through all the stuff and then they, they, you, it's quite a process. It is, it makes an Ironman triathlon look like, I mean, like crack and Sanka. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, are you kidding me? There's no way. I mean, I would, I would do 10 Ironmans before I went through that. I mean, as, as the back to back as the mom. Or yeah, as, as you. Compared, no, I would – like if, if you were a guy – I mean like if, if you, I had to go through what my wife went through, I would go through 10 Ironmans in 10 days. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to ask. That was in fact what I was going to ask you. How would you rate your wife's labor in comparison to a bike-related workout? That is a total math, male masculine dumbass question because I – Substantial. I don't women's, know. Uh, women, all of our female listeners – and there are some. Both of you. Are probably well Lizanne, you know, she's oh. in this but Lizanne actually sent me a link the other day. But oh, um, all of our female listeners would probably look at us, especially the ones who've had kids, and say, There is no cycling workout that would compare. Oh, I don't think so. To I the mean, pain involved in labor. It would make school fest look like what? <laughs> I, I, you know what? In fact, I bet you a woman probably has written Dave and said, You can't call it the Sufferfest because the Sufferfest is labor. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, the the it's it was interesting too though. I think the one part about labor and once it goes and it starts coming on, it, you can't stop it though either. I mean, that roller coaster ride, that's the difference. You can stop your bike and call your wife, "No, honey, I'm tired." You come get you know, me. This really hurts. You start <laughs> that little roller coaster ride, it goes to its finish. That is true. You know, you're coming to the station when eh, it's kind of up in the air, but uh yeah, you'll get it. And so it's kind of like the swimming part of the triathlon. Yeah, but if I you mean, stop, you die. Yeah, I mean you have no choice. I mean, it's, yeah, there's no stopping. There's there's no stopping. It's almost like the swimming part, but you're tied to a boat that's going to keep dragging you whether you want to <laughs> swim or not. So you know, I mean, it's it, it was very 
it was very humbling, I guess, to to yeah. see what what that process was for. And I'd seen it before with friends, but um, I mean, I'd, I'd seen a birth before, yeah. and um, you know, and I guess I understood it. But when it's yours, it is different. I yeah. Mean, I, and you know, I I love the people who who I dearly I love the people who I've witnessed at birth, but there's just something about your own that makes it completely different. And the one thing I will say, no, I'll say that later. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say anything else, but does it change your life as they, everybody always says, Oh my God, you're never, your life's never going to be the same again. And I can honestly say from my experience and you can tell me not. Um, yeah, the rumors are true. Well, I think every cliche fits. Yeah. And, uh, it, the one thing that nobody really tells you is, um, how much better it gets. Yeah. Um, I mean, not if you don't want to have kids or something, that's fine. I didn't. I wasn't that excited to have kids. My wife was like, "Well, I think we should have a kid." And I'm, oh, okay, you know. And uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, now's as good a time as any. We Whoa, better do it now. Really? Yeah. I was. <laughs> this could be fun. Okay. Um, At least first part. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, got nothing else going on next nine months. And so, uh, <laughs> okay. Um, and so, uh, you know, I mean, you do it, but. I mean, once you have it, I mean, when I come home or, or anything, I mean, it's like coming home to a Christmas present. I mean, it's like there she is. I yeah. mean, just it's it's wonderful. So that's pretty cool. Um, my wife has just amazed me even more than, than ever with just how great of a mom she is. And uh, this is probably the bo- most boring show ever at this well, point. Well, we're going to jump a ship here in a minute. But, but uh, no, it's, it's pretty cool. My wife is great about – Having me work out. That's um, where we were going to jump ship. To, yeah. So. That's, I mean. You have amazing. a routine. You guys have settled into a routine of some sort. Have you been able to, we're only a week past the day of this happening. We haven't settled into a routine, but I've been able to get workouts. You've in. been able to get workouts in. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. I uh, I did miss about four days last week. and but I, I was missed able four to get, days this week and my kid's 12. <laughs> but I got, uh, I did get. Let's see, I got a two-hour ride in on Saturday, and then inside, no less. You did two hours on the stationary. I did. No, oh, God. I did two hours inside. Your brain has shut off. You yeah. didn't get any. Your kid's crying all night. You're not sleeping. Yeah, and then I did a master swim and a 40-minute run on Sunday. Holy shit. I did a master swim last night, and then I did an hour ride today. Well, I guess that answers my next question. How is your? Will it, do you think this is? How is this going to affect your training? And have your goals changed? I think so, but I mean, I do pretty well once my time gets filled. And I think that was my one of my first rants was on time, and you know how you use it. I mean, honestly, when I was single, I had plenty of time, and I used it primarily, I think, to drink beer and chase women, and it was awesome. Yeah. Um, I, it was a lot of fun, but I think your priorities change as you get older. You know, I mean, me at 32 is different than me at 39. and You just don't chase the women. You just still drink the beer? Yeah, but I mean, you know, um, it, it's different. I mean, you know, yeah. you, you go, I mean, you know, yeah, I, I, I like beer, but, uh, you know, I mean, I'm usually home by seven. <laughs> See, you still do something I hardly ever do anymore, and that's when you're going to go out and have a beer. You go out and have a beer. Mm-hmm. I always look at uh, hey, just, uh, six packs, eight bucks. I'm going to buy a six pack and take it home. And, well, you know, yeah, I mean, that's that's fun. We have plenty, makes me a very boring person. 
I don't just know, ask have, my wife. Yeah, we have we have alcohol at our house too, but I mean, <laughs> I I I find that I'd rather eat than drink. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and and you know, but I I mean, yeah, we I mean, you know, I you know. So I remember I have when not been a teetotaler. When Jackson was born, I do remember very distinctly having the the concept in my mind that the year before I had won the uh, local, the Twilight Series, yeah. I won the Twilight Series. And uh, I, w- I remember just crystal clear thinking that, oh, no, piece of cake, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to race again next year. I'm going to have a full calendar and piece of cake, right? Have you, uh, first of all, we haven't really talked about what our goals are for this upcoming season um, when we're not talking heads. Um, but have, have you even thought about that kind of stuff? I mean, because have you originally set goals that you're all of a sudden now going, um, maybe not? No. You're um, still sticking to them. I'm sticking to them. Um, my fitness is better than it was this time last year, substantially better. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I see no reason. I, I'm actually a little – I'm foundering a little bit to find goals. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, just – I know, I mean, it sounds silly and it's a small race and, um, but I really want to do the snake river triathlon. I mean, I love that race. It's just a great early season race. Um, When's that? It's coming up in April. Okay. Um, I may do a swim meet March 3rd. I don't know though. Just depends on, I think it's in Coeur d'Alene. Okay. Do a master swim meet. Um, would really like to do whitefish. Yeah. That's a, yeah. For those who are, who are like our. Like Tri Chaz, who who likes it when I actually say his name because he's he gave us our first review, uh, but he's down in Florida. You know that's that's uh, who don't know the area. Whitefish is a local, uh, not local. It's a distance. It's about five six hour drive, but it is a uh, two day, three stage race, right? With road uh, crit time trial. Yeah, with great beer drinking opportunities. Oh my God, it's a great town too. Yeah, I mean that was a blast. Yeah. So you know I wouldn't even mind going and taking the Monday off afterwards and so you know just stay an extra day yeah. it's the middle of the summer we could have you know presley and everybody there it'd be yeah. a hoot. so i would like to do that i would like i'd like to be fit racing um i was just looking at my my the last two years that i've even tried to do stuff and really been a half-assed effort and you know so it's been good to to kind of structure some things and i feel much better um so, so what are you doing then i have enlisted the help of a coach oh i have a program. elephant in the room has been revealed oh yeah i have a program people Fun. recall very well from us a couple shows ago speaking about the concept of coaching and dealing with that's just skype uh dealing with um justification i think for the cost in terms of paying for a coach versus what what you're getting from the coach um, I have a feeling I know who your coach is. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> um, maybe yeah. You've enlisted the coach. Is this uh, tri cycling? What type of what's the specificity? Uh, it's it's tri. Um, okay. The reason is is I do better right now. I don't know who's training. I don't know what I can commit to on a group effort, mm-hmm. and it's easier to cross train by yourself, quite frankly. And I've also been able to to kind of make some group workouts, such as my master swim team. I keep I keep swimming with them, which has has been humbling and also very motivating. Um, I 
yeah. So try is good, but I'm going bike heavy. Okay. So and your goals are consisting of medium to smaller size triathlons around the region, swim swim meets, whitefish, medium to small, mm-hmm. kind of fun. You know, yeah. and I I think that's uh, you know, kind of one of the themes I wanted to bring into this was was training, training as. I guess we we probably talked about it before, but I just keep coming back to it. Training as a quote adult unquote, you know, somebody with responsibilities, with with an outside life, uh, with um, obligations that many times take up the space of races. Uh, for example, you and I are talking on microphones at many of the races we would probably be willing to participate in, mm-hmm. um, and. Soccer games, basketball games, uh, wife just doesn't want to freaking go, uh, you know, things like that. Do, do your, I mean, and then I know people, your coach, for example, who, who are able to dial in both and, and have all that yet still remain at a very high competitive level. I mean, is that an individual basis or is that just, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's what I want to talk about today is about training and how how to fit it all in and make it happen. And I mean, hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I personally have a very difficult time with it. Yeah, I think it, it can be. I mean, you know, one of the things is I think you have to switch and fit the time in in non-traditional spots, especially if you have kids. And one of the things that's great is like the master swim, for instance, it's eight 30 to 10. Now, granted it sucks leaving the house at eight 15 to go and hurt yourself for an hour and a half. And then know you're not going to sleep very well that night, but you get it in and you feel so much better for having done it. The improvements you see in your swimming are remarkable. And so those types of things, n- normally you wouldn't start a workout at eight 30 at night. No, you know, however, you have the time. I, you know, and that's, I personally, that has been my hardest thing to do. When I come home at the end of the day, um, I will, you know, many times if my son doesn't need help with his homework, if, um, you know, I do 98% of the cooking here at the house, mm-hmm. if dinner doesn't need to be handled, things like that, then third, maybe even fourth on the priority list is training. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to sound like a, Nicholas Cage from leaving Las Vegas, but I also find that I really enjoy a beer and or a glass of wine or so on a weeknight, and I'm not going to go out and train. If the, if the beer has been opened, there's no training happening. Well, see, I found that to be true, too, and that's why you either, A, I should go out, A, don't drink beer, yeah, or B, 
um, you got to get up. Yeah. I mean, those are your options. You can either, unless you're cracking, train at night or train you're in the whacking back a six pack in the morning to cut the shakes, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know. I just saw Nicholas Cage <laughs> with the shake try to write a check. You know? yeah. We're not making fun of alcoholism. But, but what though. I would say is, is, you know, those are those are really your options. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we'll see how, how my performance goes this, this spring. I mean, I don't want to talk this big game and not do anything. I mean, I'm still in the building phases and But you're but you're uh, you've adjusted this week. You're yeah. You're you're you've adjusted your life to accommodate. You're not training for the world championships. No. I don't I don't I don't think my pro contract if my pro contract comes this year, I will. Yeah. Um I will. I'll, I'll put the time in too. The Patriots, I mean, right? Uh, Lamprey. I don't care. <laughs> You aren't um, invited over here. I know. No, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll take anybody. If Garmin really wants me, I mean, I'll yeah. I'll go race a tour. I mean, I I'll, I I might be a little slower, and the yeah. broom wagon will get me. But uh, <laughs> on the first, stage. I bet it's cush. I wonder if it's nice riding in the broom wagon. Well, I imagine there's sodas. <laughs> so no, I and I've done a lot of the same, and. Especially with my goals, I agree with you. It's hard choosing goals mm -hmm. at this point because, um, for example, the month of July, every weekend is an announcing weekend. Um, and how the hell am I going to do a race in that month? It's not going to happen. That's yeah, July, though. That's when I love to race. Really? Yeah. I see. I don't. I also don't understand that trend of the sport that is is bookended. There yeah. are all these events at the beginning of the season at the and at the end of the season, and there's very little in the middle, but you got much back. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, a lot more like August, September. Is that what you're finding? Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. I mean, interesting, but I uh, I mean, it, it, it just depends on what your priorities are. I mean, you know, being a race announcer is one thing. I mean, that's that was the one thing that, is kind of disappointing about the Founders Day triathlon is I won't get to race it. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, we're on. We're getting the permits next week. Date? It will be... Founders Day. Third weekend in June. Okay. I want to say June 17th, but it's the third weekend in June, Saturday. we got a lot of stuff like that we're going to be pushing at you, our listeners here in the near future. So uh, stay tuned, and hopefully we'll have some fun stuff going on with and that. And you know, I'm going to throw it out there right now. If you go ahead and do a review on Packfiller podcast, we'll give you a $10 discount. Um you just need to prove that you did write a review on your entry fee. Hello. It's a $45 entry fee. It'll be $35 for anyone who writes a review. A review, positive or negative? I don't care. Say whatever you want. <laughs> Just one one star. Yeah. Assholes. One star. <laughs> there. Save ten bucks. There you go. That's ten bucks. Um Five stars. Genius. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> or just five stars. Yep. Yeah. That'll work. Yeah. I mean, it's three dollars per three or three dollars per letter. Yes. It's genius. Three dollars and thirty three point three cents. However, I mean, you probably need to figure out a way that. You can show me. Yeah, exactly. So tell me about the training, okay? Turn me on to the training, and let's talk about training as some people who are no longer necessarily in their their prime fitness years. I don't know about their prime fitness years. I aging I and sport. 
Okay, aging in sport. This is a, a topic that I wanted to get into because I do think that there's a potential, just a potential, that 40 could be the new 30. And 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 I don't have any empirical evidence. So you like Darwin? You know, we're we're playing with genetics here. That that because the because of time passing, that now all of a sudden we can do what we did at four, what we we can do at forty. What, People 30 years ago can only do it 30? I don't know. Um, I do think people 30 years ago or 50 years ago were much stronger and tougher than we were. Thank you. Um, However, um, there's also something to think about, like the way people train for sports, the way things are done. Even just your running shoes are going to save you a lot of wear and tear on your your joints and stuff like that as compared to, say, an athlete in the 30s. I mean – you didn't see people jog because they were blown out by the time they were done. Yeah. Um, you saw people oftentimes going with militaristic training regimens were more and more and more and more and more, and they never really got to rest. Um, the, the rest and recovery phase was never there. Um, a few things I've seen in the past calendar year that have blown me away and have made me realize that maybe 40 isn't so bad, or even 50 for that matter. One, I will say, is a gentleman by the name of Brant Stevens. Brant thought it would be a really good idea at the age of 40 to begin his mixed martial arts career, and he did his first cage fight. Brant has 14 um, fights under his belt boxing. Um, Just thought he'd take up ninjutsu um, two weeks before the fight. Um, (laughs) And got into the ring and went up against a 25-year-old kid, beat the tar out of that kid. Now, Brant's a good fighter. And he's he's pretty amazing, but do you associate that with technique? I well, here was the kicker though. Brant, was, I'm not picking on Brant. Brant was so. I think I've met Brant. Yeah, you right? have. Yeah. yeah, he was at the wedding. Holy um, shit! Brant Brant um, is so physically strong because he works out daily. He's done everything. He's not injured, and he is so much. He was so much physically stronger than the 25 year old. That there was, and I don't think there was any way for that twenty-five-year-old to train to that level of strength and power that Brant had. Literally, the twenty-five-year-old had Brant's neck between his knees, and Brant just literally pushed him off, shucked him off like a rag doll, and continued to beat on him. So, <laughs> God, let's pause for that visual, shall we? Just for a minute. Um, I believe it's um, Brant's. I believe it's Stevens versus Ellingson. You can see it on YouTube. I won't. I won't accuse Brandt of having the best technique in the business. I believe there's 25-year-old pros that could just wallop him. But what I'm saying is, is push came to shove. Both people were accomplished fighters. They went into the ring. Brandt was not only in the fight, he won the fight. So we're extending the window of competitive, not, not necessarily, yeah, competitive. You know, uh, they're not, you know, we look at guys like Ned Overend. Mm-hmm. Who are flying through Xterra races? Uh, Steve Tilford, guy who you know is just dominating in, in cross stuff like that. You know, one yeah, he won the Masters Worlds, but he's still probably dusting a lot of people younger than quite a bit younger than him. Well, that's, have we extended that range? Do you think? And how? And what do we equate to it? Is it is it all training? Is it all science based? I don't think so. I think um, I think people are healthier in once if they choose a healthy lifestyle i think people are healthier i mean if you look at God, people, you almost got to bring it back to that damn it yeah you, well i mean genes help too but um i think if you look at someone who hasn't taken care of themselves i remember i i met a gentleman 
he was coming into my office, and I thought he was 50 years old. I thought, I mean, he was shaking all the time and had a cane. He was morbidly obese and gray hair and looked horrible. He was two years younger than me. That was when I wanted you to do the podcast. You looked a lot better now. I um, did. You've really yeah. lost a lot. Yeah. But I think it comes yeah. down to a certain extent. You can kind of – the difference is you pick your poison. Okay. You know, you can – you will not recover like a 21-year-old if you choose to drink excessively or even smoke cigarettes or do anything. You, you won't recover at the age of 40. But I don't think you're out of the game. Okay. I, I really don't think you're out of the game like you were. And if you look at a lot of the Ironman athletes and, and so forth, they're a little bit older, generally in their 30s. But, yeah. I mean, late 20s, early – late 20s to the even the late 30s. But, I mean, there's people who are, who are going to be competitive. Look at Lance Armstrong. Um, just did his first – I believe – was that next era? No, that was an Ironman. No, it was, it was a half, I believe. It was a half – if I'm pretty sure it was a half Ironman. Either way, second overall. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's a mutant, though. Okay, but he's a mutant. But here we are. We're ripping on him. Um, we've ripped on him for about the last six months. We've even said it's likely he did drugs. It's Anybody likely find- he doped. Yeah. And yet nobody's found anything, and he's still competing at that level. I'm baffled. Um, apparently, he's still on the same drug program that he's always been on. Oh, wait. No one can catch him at that either. And why would he still be doing it? I mean, you know. For him to show up and put up those numbers, I think it's I think it's very likely he doped in the tour. I, I think, think with the, I think likely. with anything you're talking about, you're talking about a naturally gifted athlete, somebody who's Lance was and still is an incredibly gifted athlete. Mm-hmm. His attitude and what you think of him as a person or not, if you think he's a dick, fine. He is still an incredibly gifted athlete. Does that mean he shouldn't have? you know, allegedly doped in the tour. I, I think you're dealing with the fact that in order to go from great to champion many times at that time in, in our in our history, you had to. I, well, I'll, if yeah. you wanted to go from great to, to champion. I, I, I so don't disagree. Is, is, Lance, is Lance doping now? Crap, no. I guarantee you he's not. Because it's not something that he has to do. He can get second in an iron or a half iron. A prestigious, I believe, half ironman. Yeah, and and enjoy the hell out of himself. He's not doing it for a paycheck. He's doing it for, well, exposure to probably live strong. But, um, but I mean, what I'm saying is, is maybe 40 is doable because here's somebody who was not even a triathlete, been out of the sport for years, and, and you talk about gifted athletes. Chris Lieto, gifted athlete. All yeah. those guys. Who I mean, that field that showed up to the race, gifted athletes. Yeah. You know, maybe certainly not with the abundance of riches Lance was blessed with, but I mean, there you go. Yeah. Gifted athletes. But I mean, still curious to see what his work ethic was too. I mean, he might just be a mutant in the training. I think he's always a mutant. I mean, just does not quit. But I mean Cool to see somebody, and once again, 40, new 30. Um, so we're talking about the, the average age for uh, human peak. You know, you're never going to be able to reach the peak fitness as you could in your – and it depends on the specific age. You know, I think it's uh, – I know it's in the in the late 20s for, for men, and uh, I can't remember what it is for women. It's different. Um, 
And uh, I'm, I'm looking at some statistics I printed off a little bit earlier here. Your maximum expiratory ventilation, you know, whatever, um, decreases in the late 20s to early 30s and is down to half by the time you reach the age 60. Okay, they talk about they talk about things such as growth hormones, such as lactic acid. Your body produces more as you grow older, mm-hmm. and uh, and things like that. But we're heat tolerance, blood volume, your immune system, neurological system, all those things are affected as age, you know, they're, they grow, they, they're more as, as age progresses. Um, but I'm also going to agree with you to a certain degree that, um, preparation has changed so much more. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you can, Probably, you know, you can extend that window out. I, I, I don't know if you can. And I think, I think again, it all comes down to the mental capacity for, uh, for organization, for structure, for training, for pain threshold and tolerance. That if you're willing to want it more, I don't think it matters how old you are. Well, I think it matters to a certain extent. I think once you push, push Ned Oberin the- is never going to race in the tour, but the guy's a freaking machine. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Even at 60, he'll be a machine. Yeah. You know, that's true. Shit, you know. How old is he? He's got to be mid-50s. Yeah. So, okay. So, you know, I, I, I printed off this whole thing, and I don't think there's really a lot. You know, it talks about the fact that, and I'm not going to mention the author in here because I'm not going to directly quote him or her in this article that I'm looking at. It talks about the, the need for, especially as you grow older, about the importance of... um more focus on total body fitness, especially a strength training program, mm-hmm. using weights, using things like that, because you're not able to rely upon, I guess the you know, the, your body can't recover the way it, it it could when you were in the 20s. You're in your 20s. You're gonna you're gonna rely more upon muscle groups. I don't know. Maybe my understanding elasticity is, of muscles and things like that. My understanding too is that core strength, which really is everything with every sport, unfortunately, decreases naturally with age. That is one thing that I believe is yeah. true. So, if you don't do anything to increase the strength of your core, I think you'll find what came very naturally at a younger age will simply not come naturally. Have I at mentioned all. how much I hate core exercises? I think there's ways around it. No, I'm just no, uh, no. There isn't. You need to do them. I need to do them. I hate them. They. I just. Oh my god. You know. Oh, they're brutal. Oh, Jesus, they're hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm pretty sure my father, in his mid 60s, has a stronger core than I do right now, and because he never stops working it, he just he pisses me off. But Jerk. that's a whole other family. We'll we'll save that for Father's Day. Oh, that's nice. How much my father makes me angry because he's so. Freaking fit. That's great. Yeah. Mm, what are you going to do? Yeah. So, I, okay, here we are at the end of February. You've mentioned some of your goals. Um, you had also mentioned... The uh, A-race of the Snake River Triathlon. Yeah. You had also mentioned a couple of years ago about attempting another Ironman someday. Has that been backburnered? It, it was once my wife got pregnant. I yeah. I thought about it briefly, but I it's, to me a very self-centered endeavor, which that doesn't mean self-centered in a bad way. It's just, I didn't know what having a kid was going to be like, and I've done it before. So it's not a bucket list issue. It's, yeah. it's something that boy, I mean, when you're at the end of it and how grouchy you get and hungry and everything else, it's, I couldn't really do that to my wife. So 
Not this year. Um, but That's... I will do another. I would like to do one more where I'm. I would like to be well trained, fit, and see just how fast I can go. Not like I'll win it or anything, but just try and have a good race. And I've never really had a good race in Ironman. Always finished, so that's a good race, but never had a great race. That's always been one of my things about this. You know, was talking about tailoring your results. You know, tailoring your goals and your your objectives as we get to that point. And I've known, and I'm not saying our, our our friend who we always mention on this show, he's dialed it in. I can't believe how he's dialed it in. Um, but I've also known some people who've, who've destroyed their marriages and have destroyed their families and neglected things because they are so focused on that objective. And it, it I, I've never been able to understand that mentality that, yes, I understand that you want to be an Iron Man distance athlete. That's great. But are you kidding me? You're not, you know, you're going to go out for a run instead of go to your kids' games, or you're going to bail on your wife who's been watching the kid for six weeks straight. Come on, man. You know, are are you getting paid to do this? No, you're just being a douchebag. I agree with that with that statement. Actually, I mean, I, I, but by the same token, you marry into these relationships, and those people, <laughs> literally, yeah, you do. You marry into these relationships, and the one thing that I think gets overlooked is. That woman, man, kid, whatever, the person who's training has always been that way. If you're going to give up a soccer game for an Ironman workout, it, you probably would have missed it for work or you probably would have missed it for another reason. I mean, you know, simply because, I mean, if you're a douchebag, douchebaggery comes in all forms. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe you'd be at the bar drinking. I mean, you know, there's all sorts of things. Sure, you can take it too far. But I think Iron Man, as a rule, is taking it too far. I mean, <laughs> but it's fun to do. It's a great endeavor, and it's it's super cool. But it, it's not a lifetime sport. Swimming is a lifetime sport. Cycling is a lifetime sport. Running is a lifetime sport. Doing insane distances and showing up and paying $1,000 for an entry fee is not a lifetime sport. Yeah. You know, no, I I think I can agree with you. If it's a, if it's something that you can do without necessarily needing that competitive outlet, then it's a lifetime sport. Does does the competitive outlet make it? I don't know. I mean, that's something I've always thought about, and that's something I've rifled with uh, in my cycling career. Do I need to race anymore? Do I need to pay an entry fee, put a number on my bur- on my back, and try and go faster than somebody else? Do I, I need say- to? You know, and, and sometimes I'm on the fence, I mean, you know, because I've always found myself right now. I am, I will admit for the 12th time I have started the time crunch program because it really works well for some weekday stuff. And, you know, and if I can fit in a longer ride, I'll fit in a longer ride. Um, why am I doing it? What do I need to do it for? Well, Is I mean, it, am I, am I planning on racing? Maybe. Do I have to get fit? No, not really. Why do I still do, why do I have the stationary bike in the studio at we're looking at it and why have I been spending all this time on it? Isn't that crazy? I don't yeah. know if you can ever help that though. That's I mean, it's February, it's that's what you're supposed to do. But you know what? Come spring and summer when I have a day and I even have you know, screw it. If I have an hour and a half free and I can go out and I can ride just by myself, oh, yeah. not at any hardcore rate, anything like that. Um, that's why I that personally, that's why I do it. And I've had you know people call me 
Paul called bullshit on it you know, several times saying, dude, really? You know, come on. No, you're a, you're a competitive cyclist. You always have been. You always will be. Uh, yeah, maybe. Wow. Yeah. You, you, you see, you're calling me a pussy. See, <laughs> God, I hang out with the wrong people. Wow. That's what it is. <laughs> I, I, I don't know because all, all I'd say is, uh, let me, let me throw this back to you. Do you think it's impossible for you to win another Twilight series? Impossible? Is no. that out of the realm of possibilities? Could that? Could, is that just the impossible dream? Oh is my it, God! Those Badlands guys—they've got my number. Is it physically I cannot do it, or or mentally I will not do it? I mean, I, I mean, yes. <laughs> Shit. Um, I if I were to if I said, damn it. 2012, I'm going to win the Twilight Series. I'm going to win the... No, I couldn't do it in 2012. 2013. I'd need enough time to get really ready to rock. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I could win it again. But is it something I, I'm i planning on doing or I need to do? Probably not. Let me ask you another question. Okay. What would your wife think if you started training? Would she hate it or would she like you better? Better? I don't think... I've yet to hear your wife ever complain about the amount you work out. No, she doesn't. In fact, the only thing I've ever heard your wife's unless I'm is, missing unless I'm missing soccer games and stuff like that. I've never heard that as a problem. No, that's because I don't train enough. Dedicated. You're pretty dedicated. <laughs> it's because I don't train enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Do you, I mean? Do you really think? I mean, maybe we should have Jackson on the show, and you yeah. should tell him about how bad his soccer games are affecting your training. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just a big confrontation kind of like a maury povich thing you know yeah, i like, think so you've done this you're the one who's ruining my life i am not the daddy you've done this to me boy i could have been somebody great but now you it's really, you do you really think but for jackson's soccer games that yeah. you would have all the time i mean is it I mean, and because, and the only reason I take you to task, Pat, is because I'm just as We bad. should ask him right now. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah I mean, I'm, I, I will, I will, you know, I mean, I work a lot. I, I do. I work probably yeah. too much. Um, my paralegal would tell me, would say, you don't work at all. Um, <laughs> you know, I do all the work. And, uh, okay, yeah, she's probably right. But, um, but I spend a lot of time at work. I do. I yeah. spend a lot of time at work. And honestly, it's something I enjoy doing. So I, I, I can't as much like, oh, I got work. Well, I like work. Yeah. So, you know, that's one of those things. And I think, oh, Jackson soccer games. Well, you like those. Absolutely. But are the two having goals and being an athlete mutually exclusive? And I would, I would throw it out there. I'm just making it. I don't think they are. Not even at our age. I don't know. I'm going to agree with you. I, and I, there's no way I couldn't agree with you. I think that it is a matter of choice of whether or not you're willing to make that time to go train. Am I, am I going to get my ass out of bed? By the way, this is the hardest thing in the world for me is getting my ass out of bed at five and going and working out. I, my brain, when it is groggy from sleep, when the alarm goes off, can think of any excuse in the world. I I come up with brilliant excuses. In fact, I should write a book of my excuses that my brain comes up with in the morning and just write them on a notepad beside my bed because people would be able to use them for anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could I could I could get every anybody out of any situation at five o'clock in the morning when I don't want to go train. Yeah, I agree. But I think maybe what you're missing is really the the goal or the reason. You know, I mean, 
I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it just seems to me some of the happiest times I've seen you lately is when you were racing, you know, with a revamp, when we were just having fun with it. You know, that was fun for you. Yeah, the funnest time is, and I hope every person who, who listens to our show, whether cyclist or triathlete or not, has friends and or teammates to work with, to go for long death marches on a Sunday morning with. Those are the times I enjoy. It might not be a start line. Mm-hmm. It might not be a race. It's it's the time the group rides. It's the going out and the camaraderie. And that's why I do it. Mm-hmm. Again, do I need to pin on a number to do that? Maybe, maybe not. I think you do. I'm just going to say it because otherwise the rides get shorter and shorter and eventually you're clacking into the coffee shop. God, you brought it back. That was beautiful. I mean, you're you're that close. No, you're not. I don't clacking think you're close into the coffee shop. I don't with my t- with my ten thousand dollar track. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I mean, it it just depends on on what what your needs are. I mean, obviously. You get older and you start watching Jackson grow and, you know, those are, those are. Yeah. You got a zero year old. I got a teenager. Yeah. That's a lot different. Well, in April, I have a teenager. My understanding is it just gets more, more involved as they get older. Yes and no. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, apparently his toileting issues are much easier. He's got them handled pretty well now. You know, there are occasional scary, scary moments, you know, if we're on a long road trip or something like that. But other than that, he's got it done. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Presley, uh, not so much. I'm a little Presley, disappointed. Yeah, I mean, she's it's we're weak. I mean, come on, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I've, I've shown you where the toilet is. I've I've talked to her about it. Yeah. I mean, we've had a long, long talk really? about. Re- oh yeah, yeah. I will say one thing about my daughter. <laughs> she is freakishly strong. <laughs> <laughs> where the hell? Did, how do you judge the strength of an infant? Look at those legs. My God, she's got power. I know. She's going to be a sprinter. There is no way to judge. However, and, and I understand. Jeannie Longo, she'll be able to dust Jeannie Longo because someday that, she'll be racing and Jeannie Longo will still be racing. One day old, she got up on all fours. She'll look like Joan Rivers, but she'll still be racing. One day old, she got up on all fours. Up on all fours. But Hands her head was down, right? Head because was, she can't lift a head. No, she can lift her head. I mean, Mark, not long, not I'm, long. I'm going to need to see your medicine cabinet. I mean, that's the whole thing. I'm like, I mean, even the pediatrician, because she got mad at the pediatrician, She, I mean, you know, where they move their legs and yeah. everything, make sure everything works. And she's just, pediatrician's like, she's so strong. Oh, my God. <laughs> she's like, what have you done to this? Oh, baby? my God. And so, of course, as an athlete, and I wanted to mention this on the show, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's really kind of cool. And, and probably because she's moving around in the womb and she, you know, she has a little more strength than other babies who just sit there. But, you know, what do you do? Five more. Two more. two more. Okay, now let's do the left side. Come on, Presley. No. <laughs> just three sets. Three sets. Three sets. I'm not going to – it's a rest day. Come on. Well, okay, you've got sets. the grip. You've got the grip. Let's go. Now one more. Two more. Three more. Come on, Presley. Come on. No, it's going to hurt. I know. Come on. What okay. Do you, what do you find is the most difficult part, part with your daughter? Eh, shoulder separations. <laughs> that knee injuries. I don't know. <laughs> We so, operate when we can. Otherwise, well, we just tape it up. I guess I guess the ultimate question is, how would you feel? I'm going to ask you right now. If she was a snowboarder? No. I would so much rather she was a lesbian. He's <laughs> <sighs> just like, what a relief. Dad, I'm gay. Dad, oh, thank, thank God. God. Thank God. Oh, oh my God. Oh, jeez. Oh, you're a knuckle dragger. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Do you, you know how worried I was? <laughs> 
Oh. You can even get married now. I don't know. We don't care. That's yeah. fine. Woo. Oh, my God. Woo. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, you, <laughs> you, <laughs> you had me. <laughs> oh, you oh. little lesbo. Oh. <laughs> well, Come bring, here. Bring the Come little here. gal by. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. I have nowhere to go from there. <laughs> oh, no, oh what my was, God. What was your question? I, I don't even me. know anymore. Some I was about training you about, with the child. Well, I was going to ask you about, uh, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing because it's not as good as that was. So fuck it. Um, I do want to say hello before we go to the rant to our friends. Uh, I I was able to uh, actually announce a cross-country ski event this weekend. And usually I don't touch microphones when the snow is flying because I'm a wussy that way. But um, it was uh, I did the group health pursuit this weekend. And I think I've said this before about cross-country skiers. You guys are uh, very similar to a cycling-based kind of a group. Um, I saw families out there. There were kids who were doing the 1K race, you know, which doesn't sound like much, but five, six years old out there doing this kind of stuff, you know, and I, I think that is so cool. And I'd love to hear from our, from our listening audience, people who are involved in that sport. It's every time I see it, I'm like, Oh God, I got to do this. But then I realize I have a house full of shit and I really need another pair of skis in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, thanks for the to the folks over the group health pursuit that that was a lot of fun i got to see eric milliseconds our good friend eric and uh it's good to see him again and 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 hook up with him and looking forward to calling some races with him so that was fun um are we are we ready for the rant are you you, is it time for the rant if in case i keep saying i'm going to come up with a nice little jingle for the rant that'd be nice and i i i mean it this time okay i i need to come up with a Jingle well, tonight's a, tonight's a good night not to have a jingle. Really? Yeah, it's all right. Okay. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Mark Hodgson's turn for the rant, so enjoy. So earlier this week, I um, actually got a phone call, and I got a phone call from my doctor, and I actually had elevated glucose levels and high cholesterol. And it was one of those days where, very similar to Pat's open letter, I thought, damn it, Mark, what the heck's going on? Then I actually um, realized that my own father passed away at the ripe old age of 39. I myself am 39. There is a silver lining to this story. I went to the doctor and realized that due to my involvement in endurance sports and everything else, my lifestyle risk factors were actually quite low. My blood pressure was 97 over 60. My resting pulse, while nervous, was 51. Screw you, heart disease. However, my lifestyle choices had still led me to a position where I was high in glucose levels and cholesterol. At this point in time, at the ripe old age of 39, I had a choice to make. Because if I continued on with my current diet and exercise regime, which was inconsistent and oftentimes delicious... I could pretty much write my own epitaph. This is how I died. I'm not really sure if that's the way it goes. I mean, I I still leave the other options open. Car wreck, cancer, I don't know, dying at the age of 95 with my 19-year-old mistress. All are still on the table. However, the odds-on favorite would have been heart disease based upon that those few crucial numbers. So who do you get mad at? Well, I guess you rant at me. And given the week I've had, I kind of want to stick around a while. But nonetheless, 
The silver lining is those of you who are listening to this show and what you've done make change possible. My doctor was not even close to administering meds for anything. In fact, she was like, if you simply make a few small diet changes and continue your exercise regime, you'll have no problems whatsoever. The only thing ordered was another blood test in three months in order that my numbers hopefully will be going down. I'll report back. But nonetheless, my lifestyle choices actually made it possible to cure something that the pharmaceutical companies have made billions off of for years. And they don't get to make a dime off of me. So my rant is not really a rant at all. I'm going to be around a long time. And it's because of the choices I've made with these types of sports. So keep on trucking, keep on biking, swimming, running, boxing, whatever it is you do, keep doing it. And don't let age stop you. That's the rant. In the Pack Filler Studios, I'm Jackson's dad. I'm Presley's dad. We'll catch you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.